0: Hi, this is Beverly Hills, award-winning author. and motivational speaker, Azuka, and you are listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J.
1: Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, Chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now, here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey,
2: dream chasers. This is Amy J, and you are listening to what I cannot believe I'm about to say, but. Episode 95 of Chasing Dreams. Yes, that's right. We are in the final five. And guys, I am so stoked about who I have for you today. These next five guests are just as amazing as the past 94, um, where I guess it's less, whatever the 94 episodes. But I just recently met this guest and I am so happy that we were able to find time to get him on here for one of these uh, last five. This is Azuka. Azuka. Azuka is on the show today, guys. I some of you are like, "Who is Azuka? What? Yeah, you're about to have your minds blown. I've, I've raised the level there, but it's worth it. I just met him at Dreamcon for Joe Pardo's uh, three year anniversary. It was fantastic. he We hit it off. He bought me lunch. He's such a nice guy. But I digress. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Azuka, besides being my new friend, grew up in Nigeria, West Africa. He later then moved to United States where he now writes self-development books and travels worldwide, motivating people to follow their passion and live their dreams to the fullest capacity. Perfect for the show? I think so. He also takes selfie photos to promote unity, ignite friendships, foster togetherness, and put smiles on people's faces to reduce stress, make them feel good about life and promote a sense of love across all races and ages. That's also something we did together. So Azuka is a Beverly Hills Book Award winner and a firebrand motivational speaker who inspires people to follow their passion and make positive change in their life. And he's always under construction and believes in shaving big things with faith in the power and goodness of the Most High. And he is so busy that I was lucky to be able to pull him in for a few minutes for you guys today. And Azuka, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Emmy. I'm excited being here. Thank you for having me.
2: I met you at DreamCon, Joe Pardo's DreamCon, which is the three-year anniversary of his uh, podcast. And you blew me away with your message. <laughs> I mean, just blew me away. And you could tell how passionate and intense is also a word, but, but just sincere about how much you want people to do well and pursue what they are passionate about. And I, I had to wonder... Where did that come from? Like, where did that sincere desire for people to follow their passion come from in you?
0: Thank you so much for that question. I, I grew up under the guidance of my parents. My mother was always around me. She instilled in me, the spirit of passion. I owe everything. I sound like Abraham Lincoln, everything I had yesterday, <laughs> everything I have today, what I have tomorrow, I owe to my mother. She told me that if you are passionate about anything in life, you will do well because there's a force that goes with passion that magnets things, people, opportunities to you. So growing up, I took it and ran. So I inject passion in everything I do. And my message to the world is also impacting the spirit of, or impacting the spirit of passion in people so they can live a passionate life, an exciting life, and a beautiful life in this place that we inhabit called Earth.
2: Now, your mom instilled this upon you, but did you always know that you wanted to be a motivational speaker? Is that something that from the age of five was in you?
0: I did, Like you said, at the age of five, three, four, five, around that six, I was always in front of people, but I never knew it was going to lead to myself becoming a motivational speaker down the line. Growing up, I'm a Christian, go to church always with mom. I was always in front of the church, reading Bible, speaking, singing, you know, those kind of church activities. So I was always like in front of people doing something, but I never knew. I never, I couldn't put the pieces together until I started developing towards the age of, i would say 10, 11, 12. I started writing articles, publishing them in newspapers. And as um, I have getting opportunity to sing to a bigger audience, to speak to a bigger audience, as in giving a presentation, like you know, reading a poem, or acting a very short play, not until my mother started seeing the gift I have inside me, you know, she tried to make me understand that you have so much gift in you, you have energy. You're gonna go places. I see you becoming like a counselor, talking to people. I see you waking people up. I see you doing big things, but you got to get it together. So it wasn't something I knew I was gonna do, but it's something my mother saw in me and then started coaching me. She she was a teacher. I know she's teaching in heaven. She's watching down me. And I still love her mom, even in death, you know? So it was something she saw in me and I started working on it gradually until I realized, you know what? Hmm. I had that aha moment. This was what my mother saw years ago, and this is what I should be doing. So I started fine-tuning my craft, started working harder, started reading more books, started developing myself, putting myself and my name out there, and it took off.
2: To have such awareness. Yes. But not just awareness, you had commitment to it. Yes. I mean, you you were in West Africa, and you came to the U.S., and you talked about this at DreamCon. Can you tell a little bit about how you came to the U.S.?
0: Um, Growing up in Nigeria, I had always had the dream of coming to America, living in America, doing big things in America. You know, it was so funny that at some point in my formative age, I would wear um, a, a tie on a Monday evening and a nice pants you know nice shoe really? just crossed my legs and just feeling cool <laughs> you know speaking like americans what's up man what's up my mother would be like come on stop this what's all this i said mom i want to go to america and that's why i so much believe in the power of attractive force the power of attraction it works i never knew what it was then but as i began to develop myself began to grow up went to high school you know in the university i was writing articles publishing them in the newspapers down the line, I started realizing that when I'm dead broke, because university in Nigeria was very difficult, when I'm broke and I'm, I start thinking about, you know, these days I don't say broke anymore. I say having cash flow challenges, you know, got to watch your words, mm. you know. Yeah, so when that happens, I would like, Attracting, just praying, talking, feeling like I have money again. I have something great coming. Either somebody buys me lunch or gives me a monetary gift. My distant uncle shows up from somewhere with some beautiful, you know, gifts and maybe some some things for me. So at some point I realized if I could be thinking about money, thinking about things, and thinking about somebody and their call, I got something I need to develop. I said I can be in America. I can do the same thing. Like I said in that dream come speech, I started memorizing the states of the United States. I had them in my head. I sang them like a poem. Morning, afternoon, night, I wrote them down. It was crazy. I was going crazy about America. Along the line, I were watching uh, Coming to America. I watched that movie over 50 times in Nigeria. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> my mother would be like, come on, this is crazy. My brother would be like, what is, you just, I, I don't worry. I know what I'm doing. I want to be like Eddie Murphy. I want to go to New York. I want to be in America. There is power in our attractive forces over the years as they're realizing this. So at some point I started thinking about America, dressing like Americans, just feeling I want to be in America. One time I was in the university, then I went to a village. I said to my mom, mom, I want you to do me a favor. Then there was no cellular phones. You could only write letters. Sometimes the letters wouldn't even get to the village because it's a very remote area. I said, "Mom, um, I want you to do something for me." She said, "What is it?" I remember you tell you told me in the past that you have friends who lived you live in US now. Most of you were classmates, you know, when you were young, but they moved over to the US. If any of them ever visits Nigeria, let me know. I want to go meet that person and see if there's a way they can help me. One lesson I learned from that was this: you got to be bold. You got to be an action person you got to be you got to be you got to be taking actions all the time so that first step was the first step towards my coming to america which i will share with you soon she said okay i'm gonna do what you tell me to do like i said all the time i believe in you you are powerful there are things i'm seeing in you you're gonna do great things in this life okay i'll do what you tell me to do she gave me some money went back to school daddy gave me some money i went back to school a week later i came back again i had an intuition i had a feeling I I just feel like going home. I went home to the village. As soon as my mother saw me, she said, why are you here again? <laughs> I just gave you money. If it Not even seven days ago. I said, mom, to be honest with you, I didn't come this time to take money from you. I just came to see you because I don't know how long you're going to be here on earth. I just, I can't come to see you anymore. She said, okay, if that is the case, that's fine because I don't have any money to give you. <laughs> We have just been paid the last time you came and I gave you some money. So until next month, because in Nigeria, they pay them monthly. Unlike in U.S. where they, they pay us bi-weekly, every two weeks. So along the line, as we are talking and chatting, she was sharing with me things that happened in the village. She said to me, oh, that aunt that lives across the house over there, if you maybe less than a mile away, she visited from U.S. Wait, really? I said, mom, That's all I need. Thank you so much. You see, this is why I came home. It's like something drew me home. She said, you, you, I told you, you got something in you. So I ran to the bathroom, dressed up, you know, took shower, came back, dressed up, polished myself, looking good, looking sharp, smelling good, feeling good, just walking good. I walked on foot to the lady's house, knocked on the door. and The little ones opened the door. I walked in. Hello, good evening, ma. Oh, how are you? She was speaking American. I said, I'm fine. Uh, What's your name? I am Azuka. I don't know you. I said, you may not know me. You've gone to U.S. long time ago, even when I was born, even before I was born. I'm Joyce's son. Oh, that's your mother. Yes, I just came back from university and mom told me that you visited. Yes, yes, yes. I, I went to see her a couple of days ago with your father. Sit down. I sat down. She said, so what are you doing? So I'm in the university. I'm almost in 40, about to finish. She said, wonderful. America is for people like you. I said, that's why I'm here. Is there a way you can help me? She said, oh yeah, definitely. We can make it happen. She was the one that told me about this diversity visa lottery program that former Bill Clinton created to give people who ordinarily couldn't have had opportunity to come to America to come here, live here. Walk here and contribute their own quota towards the development of mankind and the promotion of the American dream. She said, I have the form for you. I came back with it. It's a good thing, it's a miracle that you walked in here. This is one form. Fill it out, give it back to me, I'll take it back to the US, and I will put in the forms for you and, and play the lottery and see what happens. So uh, she gave me some cookies, you know, gums, small little things from US, handkerchiefs. I was so excited. These things are from US. I'm
1: so excited, you know.
0: So I ran home, told my mother, Oh my God, this is what she gave me. She gave me a form and asked me to fill out, which I did right away. She took it and signed. You know, she will play the visa lottery for me, and I might be going to America. I said, Mom, I believe this. It will work. I have it in my mind. I have it in my bones. I have it in my blood. I can feel it. Long story short. She flew back to the U.S. I went back to school a few days later. Six months later, I got that phone call. You have won the American Visa Lottery. This is a program they started to, they used to bring people from all over the world, different parts of the world. They have like 100 million people getting the draw. They select 100,000 and get 50,000 visas. I was among those selected in the, 100,000 out of the 100 million that applied. She worked on the papers because the paper has come to her office, her house here in US. She sent it to me to, in Nigeria. I followed up, filled the forms, interviewed it, got to the interview date. Like I said at the DreamCon, the lady asked me, where are you going in US? I told her, okay, all your papers are correct. Welcome to America. I thought it was a joke. Are you serious? She said, your papers are fine. Everything about you is great. You're wonderful. We want you in America. Welcome to America. America is for people like you. That was how I paid my etiquette, landed in America, and the rest is history. (laughs) Like,
2: every time I'm like, you went up to someone who's essentially a stranger, not She's not a literal stranger because you know there's a connection. But yeah, she, but we, I, I didn't know, know this woman. I didn't know this woman.
0: Yeah, she you know, didn't I, know from, you. She told me that we have somebody from Susan and So Village, you know, who is in US. She, we used to grow up. To, we grew up together. That was it.
2: Yeah. And, but that you also asked her to bring you or help you. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no background. There's nothing. One, you know, kudos yeah. to her for being so willing. Yeah. To help.
0: Yeah.
2: And you for being brave enough to just ask or bold enough, I guess. Uh, You're right. That was a very bold move. Yeah. I'm not sure I could have done that or (laughs) how many people could do that?
0: You know, there's one thing I believe in my life, you know, growing up. I learned a lot growing up from my parents, you know, my father would always buy newspaper seven, eight every Sunday. So I read, I read a lot growing up and I'm still reading. I learned something. Always. Ask for twice as much as you want from someone, you may be surprised to get it. That's true. Take that bold initiative and ask. You may be surprised to get it.
2: So you came to America. What? what how old were you when you came?
0: I came to America at the age of about, I was about close to thirty. Yeah, as an adult.
2: And was that it? Is it, the rest is literally history or? or... Was everything a smooth sailing from there?
0: It wasn't a smooth sailing. Okay, Emmy. So,
2: so what happened?
0: It wasn't a smooth sailing. Like I said, my, at DreamCon, I got here, lived with my aunt for a few weeks. For the fact I came with a green card, you know, my green card landed, came in about two weeks since I, as soon as I landed in US, you know, sure. I started working. My first job was Wendy's. I say it all the time to give people hope that you can start from anywhere. You know, did so many kinds of other jobs, you know, worked at a custodian at some point at the library, asking people if it was okay to take their garbage. But I believe one thing in my mind, the American dream is still alive. It was alive 200 years ago, alive 50 years ago, alive 30 years ago, 10 years ago, last year, it's still alive. So I had that in my mind. I planted it there, pursuing my dreams. So every other thing I was doing, all the jobs I did, I knew I had a goal. I knew I had a target. I remember that I was writing articles in the newspapers and publishing them in the news. I knew I can write. I'm so excited. I was so excited when I first came, and I'm still excited because America has so much opportunities for everyone. Electricity doesn't go off here. Growing up in Nigeria, electricity can go off for one week or two weeks. Everything in the fridge would be spoiled. Here, electricity doesn't go off unless there's a major natural disaster like you know, Sandy, when Sandy happened, or hurricane or earthquake, or things like that. So I capitalized on all these opportunities to know that there's nothing can stop me from living my dream. Having been writing articles in Nigeria, I can also do something big, but I didn't know what it was gonna be. So I was just moving around doing all kinds of stuff, and you know, until one day I got diarrhea working in, I was sleeping, I had a voice telling me. You are bigger than these things you are doing. You should be writing. You should be in front of people speaking. As a young child, you're always in front of a church. You are giving speeches. You are uh, uh, reading poems, giving all kinds of presentations. You know, I, the debating society, you're always you were active. You're a magnetic person. People love you. People want to feel your energy. I had a voice. Write. Start writing. Start speaking. That's your calling. I was, I was like, whoa. Really? I jumped up. Started writing a few things, you know, just writing and writing and writing and writing. Story, long story short, that's how I created my first book. That book gave me like the ticket to putting myself in front of people and start speaking. That's how I cultivated my, you know, my, 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 um, my brand of speaking. Then I started taking, going to uh, classes, seminars, attending conferences, reading books, listening to motivational speeches, and it took off. So it wasn't easy. It was tough. You know, It was very, very tough getting to this level. But the point is this. If you walk it, you fret for it, you fight for it, you believe in it, you do it with passion, enthusiasm, audacity, and massive action, and pertinacity, meaning you can never give up. Either you succeed in that act or you die. I bet you there will be a green light that will shine at some point at the end of the tunnel. And you, you take it from there and take off. That's what happened to me.
2: The thing is, though, and one thing I find that's interesting about your story is you talk about how you worked for at Wendy's and you did these jobs and you were tenacious and you fought for it. Was anything beneath you or did you like it sounds like you were just willing to do any absolutely anything. You like you were the definition of a TV movie where somebody would just do anything to make it happen.
0: Yes. I, like I said. I believe in the American dream. America is a very powerful nation. It's a land of opportunities. And once you are in this country, the opportunities are abundantly right there in front of you. So I was ready to do anything positively possible to get to where I want to be. So nothing was beneath me, no job was beneath me, every job was wonderful, every experience was fantastic, every person I met, everywhere I went to was all those opportunities that all came together. I teach this when I speak. The American opportunity is everywhere, opportunities are everywhere. They're not gonna carry it in their hand like a computer. Hey, Jamie, this is your opportunity. Azuka, this is yours. Linda, this is yours. Mark, this is your opportunity. No, it's everywhere. It's right in front of your office now. It's at the park. It's in the schools. It's in the churches. It's at Wendy's. It's at the office. It's at the car dealership. It's everywhere. It's even on the streets. But you have to be open to train yourself to be able to do what? To see these opportunities so you can be able to grab them make maximum use of them and live that American dream that is still alive, strong, powerful, and still kicking great.
2: So I completely believe and agree with what you're saying. I'm curious because you've now spoken to so many people and not just here, you've gone back to uh, Africa and spoken there as well, right? Nigeria. I'm not sure if you've gone outside of Nigeria, but you've spoken. Essentially across the world. Yes. What are you seeing in people who are listening to you? Are you seeing resistance to what you're saying? Do you see doubt up uh, for it? I mean, what's the feedback of it? What what are you finding?
0: You see, the, the human brain is so powerful at any point in our lives we're either thinking positive or negative stuff. I know people are listening to us from all over the world. You know, internet is crazy, it's fantastic, one of the greatest blessings I have in my life. So people listening to us, it's all about you deciding, is this story inspiring me? Is this story depressing me? What can I learn from this story? Can I feel this guy's energy? Even the interviewer on the other side, Jamie, what can I learn from this discussion? So it's up to people listening to us to decide what they want to take from this. For me, whenever I speak, I grant an interview, I'm in a podcast, I'm always learning more and more things from my interview. I'm always learning more and more things that if you can make it in America having come from zero with $20 in my pocket, you can continue to make it bigger and bigger. So it depends on what people want to perceive from this energy. Like I said, your brain can always be thinking either negative or positive. But for me, when I listen to this kind of postcards or interview, I'm always excited with a pen and paper. I'm taking notes, especially when it's inspiring, educative, informative.
2: Because I, I saw you taking notes even at DreamCon and, and it sounds like even from a young age you, you've you continued to always be learning and kind of resonate that as you're doing yes. it. Yes. Yes. When you speak to students because a lot of the pictures I've seen that you've done are, are with kids yes do they have dreams in mind that they that they want have they ever said I want to be something I've always I'm always curious if this next generation, if they're dreamers or if they're um, waiting?
0: Yes. um, I travel a lot to different schools even in Africa. What I realize amongst this young generation is that
2: they
0: talk about dreaming. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. Sometimes I interview them one-on-one. I want to be an engineer, an architect, a professor, a pastor, all kinds of wonderful professionals, author, a speaker. Mm -hmm. But one thing I find out in most of them is this. They lack the guidance. They lack the force. They lack that belief that, yes, you can do this. You can do it. Most of them, the parents don't see in them what they are, the stuff they're made of. Most of them, their uncles, even in school, don't see in them the stuff they're made of to guide them, to charge them, to say, you can do this. I believe in you. So what I do most times is, when I sight this energy of these kids and I see that disbelief, that loss of hope, they want to dream, but they don't have the hope and the faith to believe in it and keep walking towards it, even right when they are in school. I tell them, I try to find a way to ignite that spark, that power of energy inside them, that belief. One thing I learned is this growing up. I ask the student, I tell the students all the time, even adults when I speak in churches or other different organizations. Surround yourself with people who see in you what you don't see in yourself. And then believe you can do it. Once you believe it's possible, it's done. That's why I go a long way in making these kids believe in themselves again. Don't let nobody tell you you cannot do anything. Don't feel doubtful about anything you set your mind to. Just feel good about yourself. Feel confident, irrespective of where you come from, your racial background academic orientation, familial connection, or even financial status of your parents. It does not matter. It's about belief and believing in yourself. I can do this. If Azuka can do this, I'm in America. I can do it. If Azuka can do it in Africa, I was born in Africa just like Azuka was born in Africa, I can also do it in Africa and in America and in any part of the world. So it's it's about that belief. Yes, most of them lack that belief. So that's why I try to coach them, you know, believing in themselves. When you believe in yourselves, in yourself, people will believe in you. Nobody will believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. If you're not they? confident of what you are doing, nobody is, will be confident yeah. about you.
2: You talked about just or just now, you, you had mentioned something that, that I caught on about surrounding yourself with people who believe in you, who are like-minded. Yes. And Have you always had a supportive network? Have you ever run into uh, a negative Nancy, if you will, or someone who, who has doubted you? And, oh, and how they, do you
0: definitely, handle that? Definitely, all the time, all the time. This is one thing I believe is in my, in my life. I, growing up, I realized I have some kind of positive energy. Mm-hmm. I don't tolerate any negativity. You don't use any negative slang around me. You don't even any negative slaw, all those kind of stuff. I hate them, I don't like them. So when I tune myself to that level, I made a decision that anybody around me must be bringing in some positive stuff. I'm very concerned. I'm very particular about the energy I surround myself with. Energy is powerful. I believe in one thing. If you surround yourself with people who don't have the same energy vibrations or the same agenda with you, you will not be able to give your full capacity in this earth to be able to contribute what you are brought or what you are, you, you are created to contribute. You have a purpose, every human being have a purpose on earth. I have seen so many negative people, they come around me, some phone calls, some true text messages. I give them a benefit of doubt. I'm so sorry. I cannot entertain this kind of energy. You know, please, can you make it better? This is what I expect from you. I don't make this kind of joke. I don't do this kind of thing. I don't try to bring people down. You got to be vibrating at the start. at least to some. You got to bring some energy, some positive stuff around. The world is a progressive place. There's no need for this negativity. If I see that second time, the person got to go. You got to block the person's phone number. They can't reach me no more. I stop visiting them. I stop them from visiting me. Yeah. And then uh, my life, my life became wonderful, you know, and I started getting more inspiration and more inspiration and connecting with more and more positive people. Like minds attract each other. Unlike minds repel each other. Most of these negative people, they live on their own when they see the energies vibrating so high that this guy has not even had time for this nonsense. He's too busy writing, speaking, inspiring people in different places, walking out. They just leave you alone. Yeah. I will, let me give you a classical example that might blow your mind. It's funny, but it's, it's real. I was in Nigeria a few weeks ago to speak. I came back over a month ago to speak at this school. Over we 1,000 students. I had a great time. So when I finished, this can we have your number, email, Facebook? I put it on the blackboard, on the, on the drawing board, on the board. You know, they wow. use board. There. Really? That's still old school. Yeah, that's still old school. I wrote it with uh, the, the you know the, the felt marker. You know, I wrote it there, my numbers, my contact, and everything. By the time I came back to U.S., phone calls, text messages, WhatsApp, IMO, they ask questions. My mother wants me to study mathematics, but I have a passion for engineering. What will you advise me? I say, go for engineering. It's your passion. Forget about what your mother tells you. If that's your passion, go for engineering. Your mother is your mother. Your father is your father. You are you. All kinds of questions. I still get some little negative ones, but let me share this with you. This morning, I got one from one of the young girls. About to get into the university, we're talking about negative people and how I deal with them. She sent a message talking about one kind of nonsense. Today is one kind of negative comment. Today is uh, you know these kind of things people share for with people that has no meaning. Like today, silly question. They ask me one silly question. I don't have time for that kind of nonsense. You know. So she texted this to me. I read it with some vulgar words, some slurs, and some kinds of nonsense. I said, "Listen." I replied her, with all due respect, I will expect you don't send this kind of negative stuff to my phone again. Mm. I expect you to be devouring your books now, reading, getting ready to get into the university. Reading all kinds of positive stuff, asking me a positive question, not this kind of silly nonsense. If I see it again, with all due respect, I love you all in that school. But if I see it one more time, I will block you. Not reach me no more. So that's one of the ways I block these negative people too. But she apologized. I'm so sorry. It will not happen again. I said, okay, that's your first chance. Don't do that again. But okay. if she was rude again and repeated the same thing, we can be too rude. I will just block her. So one negative person would have been out.
2: Right at that point, you get one shot. You yeah, you're warned. You you're educated.
0: Yeah. Yes, if you
2: can correct the behavior. Yeah. Then, then you can stay on the team. But
0: Yeah, yeah. If you can get it right, people make mistakes. So if you are corrected and you get it right, you stay in the team because the team is a progressive team. We are trying to reach most countries of the world in my lifetime. That's my goal. That's my game. That's what I want to do. And I need good energy around me to propagate this movement. It's a movement for positive change and gratitude. Why creating positive change, impacting people, rewiring their mindset, developing and sharpening their consciousness? We also very grateful for the opportunity to inhabit this place called Earth. It's a wonderful feeling, Emmy, to be a human being in this place. So we got to make every possible arrangement, every take every possible opportunity to leave it to the greatest and maximum capacity ever possible. So there's no negativity to entertain here.
2: I mean yeah. I, I, and you can feel that when you're in in your vicinity. Like just in how you interact with people, strangers even, you yeah. just Positive ball of energy really are, and and I think people feed off of that. I mean, I felt myself being positive, being around you, if that Thank makes you. sense. And I think that's an amazing feeling. Guys, if you've never had that, try it. Try surrounding you. yourself by someone who's positive, and I dare you to not be positive yourself.
0: Yeah, energy, MG, energy is infectious. Energy is infections. I learned these things going on. If you hang around the negative person over and over and over and over some time, you start behaving like that person. You start by induction, start magnetizing some of the traits the person have on this side. As someone said you are average of five people, you hang around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are the average of five people you hang around. Another another American, not popular writer said, if if you hang around 10 broke people, you'll be the number eleven. Because the 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 it's the discussion, everything you're talking about is what they know. That's what they know. They're not aspiring to move further and aspire to learn more and bring it to the table. It's just what they know. So it is what it is. You are average of five people you hang around. That's not no two ways about it.
2: Just to clarify, though, if those 10 people, if any of them were striving for betterness, yes. you would still keep them.
0: If if any of them is striving for betterness, yes, you keep them. I do. Like I said, it's a progressive movement. There's no time for negativity, no time for redundancy, no time for jealousy, animosity, bitterness, anger, racism, and all these vices that draw people backwards. All these things have energy. They pull you backwards. Yeah.
2: As we get towards wrapping this up, I don't think I've heard this. What was it like for you to go back to... Nigeria, after you reached America, you found success. What was yeah. it like to go back and you know speak to the kids there?
0: It was it was a very humbling moment. Yeah. It was very touching. It was very emotional. I remember growing up like them, walking to school on food. It was very tough. Sometimes we had one, one, one meal. Sometimes we, we had food without meat. I still remember vividly my mother, my mother would someday cook with one kind of small, small, tiny fishes. They call it crayfish in Africa, very tiny fishes. You just kind of grind it and use it to you know, make food for us. You know, We didn't have much. And uh, we survived and worked so hard and was able to make it to America. So going back to see these kids, going through what I went through, Life in Nigeria is tough, especially for students. It it brought me to tears, you know, and they could relate, you know, Another on the excitatory note, they were so excited, somebody left from home, Nigeria went to U.S. and came back to give back to them. It was emotional, it was touching, but it was powerful, it was exciting, it was very, very rewarding. The climax was when I finished speaking, they mobbed me. They want to hold my hands, they want to touch my head, they want to pull my shirt, they want to just say, we love you, they want to just feel something about, just feel the energy. You know, you can't be feeling. Everywhere I go, azuka, 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 it's crazy, you know. I'm so grateful for America for the opportunity he has given me to, you know, live my dream and be able to give back a country food to humanity. Yeah, it was a wonderful experience in Nigeria, which I will never, never forget, even when I die.
2: And and you know what, I think it's it's amazing that you were able to do that. It's almost like a full circle moment. Yes. You know, being able to go back from where you came from and, and to see that, and I, You know, that feeling, it may not be exactly what each dream chaser out there is going to experience. But I kind of I guess I I want that feeling and experience for you in some way, shape or form. I think everyone deserves that at some point in your life, because that's a memory he will never lose. And you can't explain it. He could capture that on video. The videotape get broken. That's fine, because he'll always have it. Right. I mean, Yes, you could probably transport yourself back it, to that moment, probably.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It's an experience that will live in me for a long, long, long time. It's, 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 it's something. And, and then when I get their text messages here, "Good afternoon, sir. How are you?" I'm fine. They don't even know the time difference. I've told them several times. Where <laughs> put plus five? Whatever your time is, minus five, that's our time. Then we wake up 7 a.m., which is like our, say, 2 a.m. in America, you know. They are five hours ahead. Actually, mm-hmm. they're sleeping. They're texting me, you know, expecting me to reply. So I want, you to, I want to ask you a question. Um, I, I'm, not feeling, I'm not feeling good about uh, chemistry, but I, I like um, art subjects like geography more. What do you want me to do? One of them asked me, one, one day my phone rang, 3 a. I'm like, oh, Lord, what did I get myself into? But it's okay, it's all good. One of them asked me this question. He said um, he, he has some friends that are always talking negative things, no kids, mm-hmm. and he realized that when he's reading his books, his mind is always reflecting on those negative things. It's finally it difficult to concentrate anymore. How can I concentrate when I'm reading my books? You know, I advised him, told him what to do. And it was. my point is this. It's just exciting getting their text messages at odd hours in America when I'm sleeping. and they don't even know the time difference. They don't want to know. They just want to ask your question, get the answer, which is fantastic that I'm a to-go-to-person for this kind of uh, exercise. It's a wonderful feeling. I think very few people get that opportunity in their lifetime, you know, so I'm, I'm very grateful and I don't take it for granted.
2: Well, Azuka, before we wrap up, one thing we do is ask you, what is one thing, one actionable item a dream chaser can take today to pursue their dreams? What What is one thing you would recommend?
0: I would recommend, like I said earlier, believe in yourself. That's number one. Believe in yourself. Believe you can do it. Believe you have the power. Believe you have the capacity. Believe you have the energy. Don't worry about how it will come together. Don't worry. Don't bombard your brain with all these big challenges and problems. How will I get there? How will I get there? Don't worry. Believe in yourself and get out there and live whatever dream and passion you want to bring to the earth, to humanity. The resources, the people, the means will come to you. The universe is always looking for action because the universe is dynamic. The universe is action. And who are the universe or what's the universe? You, me, TV, computer, resources, churches, people, pastors, everybody, everything you see is the universe. You know, So it, will ha- it has a way of attracting all those things you need to take your game to the level where you want to be, where you can be able to contribute something here on earth. So when it's time to go, whether 30 or 20 or 50 or 70 or 100, there is no regrets because you have lived your life. I tell people, live full and die empty. So the key, believe in yourself. Believe is possible for Mr. A, is possible for you. If it's possible for Mr. E, it's possible for you.
2: You know, it's very simple advice, but very hard advice. It's one of the hardest things I think for people to do, right? <laughs> yes. But but yeah. very powerful. And guys, I'm gonna second that, as I do with many of our Dream Chaser uh recommendations. Totally do that. Yeah, don't just brush it off. That's a very powerful thing to do.
0: Okay. Yes, it's a very, it's a very powerful thing to do. And people ask me sometimes when I finish speaking, speaking, they come or I do books. And but well, how do I believe in myself? I say one of the easiest keys is this: first, tell yourself I can do this. But then also watch out for people who believe in you so much, until your own belief kicks in. You gotta pay attention to these things too.
2: Definitely, definitely, guys. Thank you so much, Azuka, for coming on here and just making our last kicking off the last five episodes and you know so powerful and guys i'm just so thankful that you were able to hear from azuka and you need to be following azuka his social media presence his links those are all be on the show notes page we'll talk about that after this and azuka thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on here and share your story uh do you have any last words you want to share
0: listen us out there Walk hard, have a dream, have a have passion for what you do, be passionate about what you do. Just let your glow, your energy, your personality, your smile, the way you walk, depict passion for whatever dream you want to live. It's possible for you. You can make it happen. You can have confidence in you out there. Yeah.
2: I can't say anything better, so I'll leave it at that. Thanks again.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. I'm so grateful. I'm excited. Thank you so much.
2: And guys, that was Azuka, who, what an awesome new friend I have, right? I'm just saying, you saw a little bit of it now. Next time, go hang out with him, go to lunch. You'll love it. It's such positive energy. You can't just, you can't help but leave with positivity in your heart and your mind and just in your walk. To be honest, and hopefully you got some of that just from him talking here today. So you guys need to follow him, check him out, all of his links, his social media, and the notes are, from today's episode are on the show notes page over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com/episode95. That's episode 95. And until next time, guys, believe in yourself, like Azuka said, have confidence, and keep chasing.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at ChasingDreamsHQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at chasingdreamshq.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.